0: i My name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're tuned into Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist Cognac, cupcakes,
1: and stimulating conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. We're striving to promote awareness of issues like in our communities. In short,
0: it's a vibe.
1: Yeah. Hey, Whatever, what? yeah. Girl How has you been? I want to hear more about these crystals. Yes,
0: girl. It has been good. You know, I'm really getting into you know vibes and energies. Um thank you so much for dropping the sage by. It has been a heaven set. I have staged my entire house. I have staged entire myself, my boyfriend, my son. They know the routine, they have their hands out. They know the areas that we're going towards. <laughs> you know, we, we do from the crown to the soul, the heart, the growing areas, the feet, and we make sure our windows are open. So all that juju can go flying right on out.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. I need mean, similar. It's funny, I gave my mom one too and my dad does not like that stuff. Um, not even from like a, oh, it's witchcraft. He just thinks it's stupid um so and then he doesn't like the smell of smoke or anything that smells like weed so yeah he, so, you know so it does have a weedy smell <laughs> but my mom was like well look i'm gonna just have to do it with him here and just have to deal with it because and i'm gonna just have to do it on him and and he just not have to deal with it. so but yeah i need to do it too i need to open up some windows and uh and sage up in here too, and sage my booby and sage myself. Um, yeah, man. yeah, man. I started a new gig this week. And Whoop, whoo. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. How I'm has doing, that been for you? It's been very, it makes me feel like, you know, I understand probably what people go through when they do independent studies in college. <laughs> being a consultant is very much like that um that's so that's what i'm doing i'm doing some consulting um and yeah i guess i'll just leave it at that because we're just starting so i'm just more so getting familiar with what the tasks are and then probably like later this week or maybe more so next week Mm -hmm. there will be more to be done but i'm excited i think it's a a step in the right direction for me and my the career the future of my career um and it's just funny how it just ended up kind of falling in my lap so it's true what they say you know what is for you is for you and sometimes you won't even have to apply to to get it so that that is very real and when you look back you know dennis has been receiving some blessings as of late too and i and we just talk about how like wow you know we was broke you know <laughs> at the top of this this virus and then like throughout this virus we've been just receiving like financial blessings and you know just been able to keep afloat more than keep afloat we've been more than blessed i think tithing has helped a great deal Mm -hmm. I I know when as as you were talking, I was like, you know what? I forgot to tithe on Sunday. Let me
0: go ahead and send my tithes. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean,
1: I I will just say, you doing that? I I I have to say, you know, you 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 doing it because I know that you are strong faith, but I know you ain't gonna do nothing to to mess up your your funds or whatever, or to put you out there. And for you to say that you be doing it and, you know, you saw a difference, I was like, wow, that really, like, influenced me to go ahead and take the leap and start doing it. And I had just started doing it right before or during COVID, it might have been. I don't know. But either way, woo, like, (laughs) I've seen a difference. So I spread that word to all the y'all out there, all the listeners. If y'all are, you know, Christians and have faith in that, like, go ahead and start tithing that 10% right because at the end of the day
0: god will bless you like whatever money that you feel like you're holding on to god has so much more in store for you more than you can ever think imagine or just wish for so don't be stingy with god because he's not stingy with you
1: amen well on that note you want to get into the motivational moment (laughs) yes ma'am yes ma'am so as you guys know you know this month we're
0: really focusing on, you know, finding our joy. We have to bring back the joy because it has been so much um, strife in the world that we want to make sure that, you know, you find that little bit of happiness. So this week's motivational moment is by an anonymous person. And it says, find joy in the journey. And when I tell you that is what I am working on, is finding the little bit of joy in the journey. And you're going to hear a little bit more about like how we reclaim our joy later on on this show because we have a special interview with Brittany Sierra. Yes. Yes. And we are so excited for you guys to listen to it because it is absolutely amazing. Um,
1: And she's a marketing mogul from BET and she also has her own company called Curated Media Media, and her own podcast called um, Living List. So, uh, yeah, she just had so many gems, so many joyful gems that she dropped, which is why today's episode is, you know, all about the joy. You know, I know that last episode, I'm sorry, y'all was a little heavy. I'm sorry. You know, but (laughs) we back with the joy. We really like really pushing the joy this episode. So yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: So I'm super, super excited for you guys to hear that, uh, conversation that we end up having a little bit later on, on the show. Um, In the meantime, sis,
1: what are we going to get into with this ration and righteousness? Let's go ahead and get into this tea because it's hot, girl.
0: It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both.
1: All right, y'all. So there's so much going on. Um, First off, I do want to say... Uh, a strong rest in peace to Naya Rivera. Man, that story, you know, have you, I don't know, if you know, I'll just share the story just in case people haven't heard the full story. But apparently what happened was her and her son were out at Lake Piru in California somewhere. I'm not sure exactly what part of California. Um, and what ended up happening is that um they found the son on the on the boat sleeping and they were wondering like where where is naya and so you know authorities went full into into a full on search investigation for her couldn't find her in the water for days upon days and nearly a week later they finally found her she was under her body unfortunately was found um under it, Underwater. They said that they feel like she might have been like covered by some type of underwater shrubbery or whatever. And that's why they couldn't locate her body because they were using all kinds of You know, advanced technological machines to search for her, but they did find her. She is um, deceased. Uh, they did confirm that it was her body and you know, man, the the visuals that I saw of You know, people that were just hoping that she would be okay, her parents, like uh, my friend Sabrina was telling me that her father was swimming in the water looking for her. Oh, that alone, the picture that I saw was her mom and her brother on the pier with her mom's arms stretched out, just looking into the water. That broke my heart seeing that I said oh my god because I can see that being my mom I can see that being me you know just praying and apparently what happened so at first the son the son had said me and mommy went for a swim and you know I don't know where she went but apparently what happened was um they were in the water and there was a strong current that came in the water and it started to pull them away from the boat and she used all the strength that she had left to pick her son up and get her son back onto the boat and she used all her strength and she drowned so she couldn't even he said he turned around and he's only four years old on top of that he turned around and his mom was gone so she drowned so she used the last of her strength to save her son so may she rest in peace um i think about all the people that she's connected to. I know Tia and Tamara, Mori and um Taj, of course, we're talking about her a lot this week. Um, apparently that was Taj's first girlfriend, long-term girlfriend, and um, he just had a lot of thoughts about her. I don't think I've seen Big Sean say anything. I, even- I know, I was looking for him too. Yeah, I think he's the type that wouldn't though. I think he's the type that probably would, talk about it later and how badly it affected him i did see that janae said something um which let me know that it's definitely a conversation over there yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah just god bless and uh, may she rest in peace um on to nonsense <laughs> so a lot of people have this narrative going around that i just want to touch on briefly and maybe we can have this conversation another time but Maul from the Joe Budden podcast um, is under fire for talking about Black on Black crime in response to Black Lives Matter. And I've been seeing this trend quite a bit. Um, I just want to know, why are we still doing this shit? Um, to me, it's not that it's a bad thing to talk about Black on Black crime, but I feel like, you know, I know we're supposed to be like a united front and trying to, you know, fix the issues against us and not cause more issues within our community but i think it's very irresponsible to bring it up in the conversation of black lives matter um like i'll say um someone that i know one of my cousins posted something about uh i guess she's been witnessing a lot of um death in her life um due to black on black crime and and which the term black on black crime, you know, has already been debunked because no one says Asian on Asian crime. No one says, you know, white organized white on white crime, you know, No no one says Italian on Italian crime. So we're not. We're just going to say black. We're just going to say um, violence within the black community. Um, you know, I guess she's been experiencing a lot of that lately and she chose to post something about well, if Black Lives re- don't, um, if Black Lives Matter doesn't start really talking about Black Lives Matter, that I'm gonna take red paint and splash it on every Black Lives Matter, um, you know, writing and not. I, I had to put her on mute because <laughs> I just was like, like I had to mute her account because I was like, the line of thinking right the line of thinking i just don't i don't get it and dennis gave a good example he was like you know that's like someone saying you know there's this large rate of women being beat up um being raped or whatever but if they would dress a certain way you know women got to stop dressing a certain way it's like similar to that in my opinion so I I just don't I don't get it and I, I don't know what are your thoughts, Kel, on I feel like we
0: we focus on the wrong things and um the question that matters before black on black quote unquote crime or before black lives matters is why do we feel that the need to have these violent situations? What is happening in your life that makes you result into those things it usually has something to do with some sort of oppression so if we get down to like the real root of the why we even Mm -hmm. resulted in a violent behavior Mm -hmm. it ties back to oppression it's because that we don't have the things that we need the resources we need to be able to have survive you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. not so much does is the it's not so much question of does black matters lives really matter if we're doing xyz it's more so of why do we put why are we put in a situation that we would have to result to xyz to abc to get to xyz yes oh yeah
1: um perfectly said yeah yeah (laughs) I, I don't get it and I mean, I know there's been a lot that's gone on over the last um, few weeks like there's the whole thing with um, The little kids that were killed in Atlanta in separate incidents. They were shot and killed. Uh, there's been a lot of different crimes, but at the same time. I'm like like somebody from QC was killed little little something I forget his name, but God rest his soul little Mont Mont, something like that. He he was killed. Unfortunately, in gun violence, um, I also feel like the summertime there's always a lot more violence. I also heard it's like a rise in like killing children. There was a story I heard today about um, in Brooklyn where somebody killed a infant, like a one year old, and shot him in the stomach, him or I her in the stomach. That. Why, why? And it does seem like a hateful thing, like you know, like a get back thing at somebody to just go and shoot a one year old. You know, um, now, was, fr- that, was that
0: intended or was it more of a like wrong place, wrong time, crossfire situation?
1: The way I heard the story, it sounds as though it was intentional mm. like they, they went and killed the child intentionally. Um, disgusting, but yeah. I do think that two things can be right at the same time, and I don't think that we need to try and pit those two topics against each other. You know, cancer is a problem, HIV is a problem. They have two separate movements. Why? And there's movements against black violence in the black community. There's movement, there's stop the violence. There's, you know, there's movements against, you know, drunk drive. There's all these kind of movements about, you know, getting off drugs and stuff. Like cut that shit out. That's what I'm gonna say about it. Just cut that shit out. Um, speaking of cutting shit out. <laughs> apparently Tory Lanez uh, arrested for gun possession. Now this story is getting really weird because at first it was... Yeah, so Tory Lanez apparently got arrested and that was the first story. The first story was that Tory Lanez was driving, had possession of a gun, and... Uh, Megan Thee Stallion was in the car with him, so it was like, ooh, Fasa. And before that, Megan Thee Stallion was live on her IG page, and uh, Kylie Jenner and her were there, and it was like they were at a pool party, and I guess um, Tory Lanez was there too. Um, sounds like a few people was there, a few celebrities, and of course it was in the Hollywood Hills. Now, you know, they just arrested five people, for the five people that um, most likely killed Pop Smoke, it's like a lot of shit going on in the Hollywood hills where everybody's getting targeted lately. So, <laughs> you know, I somebody Joe button was talking about like, I don't want to move there at all. I don't want to deal with that because <laughs> it's like too many people getting hemmed up and getting shot at. So now Megan Thee Stallion came out because it was like a lot of stories going around about what the hell is going on. And so because there was a video that came out that, had Megan Thee Stallion getting out of the car, like with her hands up in the air or whatever. Um, And then apparently her little friend was the other girl that was the unidentified person. Her name is like Kelsey or something like that. They both looked like they were getting arrested or at least being like- Detained. detained. Yeah, detained. Um, While the cops were searching the car and stuff like that. But Megan Thee Stallion put out a little iOS press release today and said- the narrative I love the that- IOS press release. <laughs> <laughs> no, I took that from the read. I can't take the credit for that. <laughs> and she said, the narrative that is being reported about Sunday morning's events are inaccurate. I'd like to set the record straight. On Sunday morning, I suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me and done with the intention to physically harm me. I was never arrested. The police officers drove me to the hospital where I underwent surgery to remove the bullets. I'm greatly, uh, I'm incredibly grateful to be alive and that I'm expected to make a full recovery. But it was important for me to clarify the details about this traumatic night. I'm currently focused on my recovery so I can return back to my life and back to making music as soon as possible. And then in her caption, she said, I was never arrested. This whole experience was an eye opener and blessing in disguise. I hate that it took this experience for me to learn how to protect my energy. Um, Her friend went on to tweet that she never had a gun and, you know, I don't know why you would say that I would have that or whatever. That was her little friend, Kelsey. And then I am Jonathan, who is one of the, you know, slayers to the celebs, uh, (laughs) posted Megan around too many fake motherfuckers, motherfuckers that want to be Around ain't no real shit, and motherfuckers not built like me at all. Motherfuckers know what's really real and genuine, but I'm. And then he put the shaking my head um, emoji and the walking away emoji, and that was her former stylist. That was the one that she used to be like friend, friend. So that to me was like when you see your friends start like hanging out with new people and they don't like fuck with you no more, and they like friend that person ain't for you he i guess he must have been saying stuff like that to her and now it's just like you know his heart hurts for her because she shot um being around some crazy ass people now they're trying to say i'm hearing rumblings that it was uh what's his name Tori Lanez, that shot her which i find strange yeah like I'm like, is that the case? Like, so I'm waiting to see what develops out of this storyline. But I'm like, what kind of twisted shit is that? If he shot her. Now, I had heard that, I heard that version, and I heard the version where he was trying to protect her and he was trying to get her to the hospital and he had a gun to protect her. But, you know, I'm sure the story is going to continue to flow out and we're going to find out more. I'm glad to see that she's recovering because she needs her legs. And her knees, you know, to keep being the stallion that we love and know.
0: So, yeah, I'm hoping that. It, well, I'm, I'm not hoping for anything negative, but if if anything, because I hope it's not Sorry Lane's being messy, but maybe it was like a robbery gone wrong,
1: like pop smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it's interesting that she said protect her energy, which that that's the interesting part to me like damn like so who are you protecting your energy from yeah
0: because it was only three people in the car so or four people in the car whatever the case may be tori kelsey and you so and
1: remember right. was it at the party that the shots rang out or was it in the car some, well no the shots
0: happened in the car because that's what they were reporting that it was um, the shots came from that SUV in the car. Something ain't right. I don't Damn. So then it probably the is Tori. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm I'm curious as to why the best friend hasn't said anything either. Kelsey, I've been. Waiting. No, no, the best friend did say
1: something. Did she? Kelsey. Kelsey said, um, and you know, of course, unfortunately, I didn't save that link. But Kelsey said that that was what I was saying when I was saying that she was saying <laughs> how many times I'm gonna say saying um, she was saying like it wasn't me with the gun I don't know why y'all would think that about me but she ah man where is the post uh oh here it is okay she said I want to clear up the rumors that I shot Megan I wasn't in all caps the one with the gun and would never do something like that However, I was present. Right. And that's my
0: part with that. Like, you were present. Mm-hmm. What happened, sis? That's what I want to know. What happened?
1: Because you- well, well, I mean, it sounds like they can't really talk too much because they're probably talking to authorities at this point. Uh, they probably can't. You know, they're not above that, you know, where they say, listen, don't be sharing all the tea or whatever while we're, while you're under investigation. Makes sense, makes sense. So mm, yeah, I guess we'll see. That's, that story just gonna keep unraveling, girl. So, all right, so Portia Williams and Yandy were uh, arrested at a protest in Louisville, Kentucky, um, as well as Tamika D. Mallory, who's one of the well-known um, Black Lives Matter and just protesters in general lately for you know rights of uh, women and minorities in general. Um, and they were released uh, from jail Uh, and so yeah I just want to shout them out because I think that's tight that they're still out here doing the Lord's work Yandy even though you know say what you want to say about Yandy like wanting to shine and and to show up for people to see what she's doing she she be doing her thing she really be out there that's one thing you could say even if she's doing it for the camera, she's still out there doing it. She's still flying to these different towns and cities and showing up to do the work. So if she wants to show up and use her celebrity to get the word out, fine. It's better than us. It's better than people that don't even want to go out there in the midst of coronavirus and all that shit going on, you know? So I'm going to take this from the couch, like, now. All right, so the next talk topic that we cannot end ratchetness and righteousness without is the entanglement. The entanglement. Entanglement with August. Entanglement, entanglement, entanglement entanglement with August. (laughs) Yo, what the fuck is that, Kel? Like, Jada and Will released their, their 12 minute in change. Uh, Cause that's all they was gonna give us. <laughs> A red table talk this past Friday, and girl, we had to pull over at the IKEA parking lot and watch it <laughs> in my car because, child, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait till I got home to see what she was gonna say, and she pretty much said what we thought she was gonna say, right?
0: Exactly. Um, we definitely called it when um, the first when the story first broke. We definitely said that, you know, Jada ain't shit for real. (laughs) We knew that um, it was a situation of him being vulnerable and um, her taking advantage of that vulnerableness. Mm -hmm. Uh, What this conversation really has brought out to us is how deep does it go? So I can't wait for all the cookies, the Snickers, the Snickerdoodles, the sprinkles to cart you know finding its way towards our cupcake yes find out all of this good juicy sweetness
1: you know because yeah, know- you say how it's like what caused the issues between them to begin with for them to to get a divorce yeah i mean it could have been just you know them growing apart they got married relatively young especially in hollywood you know and they they definitely have one of those real long-term, long-standing relationships that you don't see too often anymore in Hollywood, uh, especially for the time period that they got together. So uh, a lot of people were, you know, a little flabbergasted. I, you know, I wasn't, uh, and I know Kel wasn't either because I kind of started to latch on to the idea that they, they are swingers or that they are you know they've been saying how they got a special kind of relationship now where it's like hey we're life partners we're not you know this husband and wife and stuff so those were some of the clues that they were sharing you know what's his name was speaking jada's language Og saying like that they ended they moved their they moved their relationship into life partnership you know these are the things now did say that the way they positioned it it didn't seem like Will gave permission so to speak however um, Jada and this word entanglement and wanting to feel good it was like there was a lack of accountability in the sense of saying you know that was fucked up what I did she kind of, she was very matter of fact about it and it was kind of like, what, you know, this happened and he took it the wrong way and that was so long, that was so long ago. Like that was four years ago and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, Will looked like it wasn't long enough ago for him. <laughs> <laughs> you Girl, saw you? The hurt some some him. backstory. Kel loved, I don't know if she still does, but Kel loved Will Smith in the high school. That was like when you're playing MASH and you put on, you know, who your baby daddy's going to be or your <laughs> husband. No, definitely putting down Will <laughs> and Lil Fizz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I was a little butt hurt, no pun intended, because maybe his too. too. Um, that's T. That was T to me. Whew.
1: Yes. And so what Cal was referring to is that, you know, a lot of people are starting to like more so talk about how, you know, there may be more than just women that Will Smith has dabbled in in the past. And then you heard how Jada said, you know, you already got me back or whatever. Um, Now, there's a rumor going around that he has a little girlfriend, little thingy thing out in um, Europe somewhere. But there is a lot of people stirring about about him having relationships with men too, and once again, when that story—and I say when because I think it's
0: coming—yeah, when
1: that story comes out, I'm gonna have the same reaction where I'm gonna be like, "Oh shit, they're talking about it." But at the same time, I'm not going to be uh, surprised, you know. Uh, but what's interesting is. I just want to say this really quick. I find it um, interesting that I think it's Will. I think it's Will that wants to uphold this whole, whole persona of yeah. their relationship. And Jada can give two fucks. She's just like, look nigga, we gonna be married. Like Kel keeps saying, keeps pointing out that she said in the past, you gonna be on your side of the um, of the house and I'm gonna be on my side. And I feel like they probably have some kind of agreement where, Will, where Jada wants to have her close-knit family together you know but will can do whatever he wants to do and she gonna do what she gonna do or whatever and then will also will wants to have his um persona in the public eye yeah so you he wants that media
0: darling like oh yeah, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the you know i don't even know what to call that but,
1: but i like what you said media darling Yeah, he's definitely a media darling. I think out of anything, out of everything, the part with him saying, I'm going to get you back. I didn't even see that as I'm going to get you back as in cheat on you. I think that was, I'm going to get you back and let some of my fucking shit fall out the fucking, my, my skeleton fall out the closet because now you fucking up my brand. Yeah, that's what I got from that with Will. Because I know they've been doing their little shit on the side with different people. So it ain't even about that. It's about perception. So Yeah. I think it's definitely
0: an ego thing. Like I don't think it has anything... I don't think he cares about the relationship person. That's a strong way to say it. I think he cares about the relationship to a certain extent. But if you just look at the dynamic of their family too and how they were so open. And you know, in the Black community, I'll speak on this, and I know that you're trying to be an ally for the LGBTQ community, but in the Black community, it is not that easily accepted for you to have a child or anyone that is interested in those type of activities. And Jaden has- Is very sus. Right, he has dabbled that line so much.
1: Yeah,
0: and then Willow,
1: Willow actually um said that she's. I think she she's bisexual.
0: Yeah, she said. What's what's the word? It's not bisexual. What's the word that? Uh, she said she's pan. Everyone she's pan. is that
1: pansexual? Yeah, that's pansexual.
0: Yeah, she's like taking on that pansexual claim. Like
1: I love everyone. Everyone, I love. Everyone. Oh, okay. So she says she's pansexual. Yeah. yeah. Bless you. Yeah, well, yeah, and and she currently has a boyfriend, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, it's, yeah, they've definitely allowed their children to not have to adhere to any social norms. Um, But even with Willow, I've seen, she, you know how she talked about how that, she made it seem like it was a very traumatic experience for her when she ended up shaving her head, when she did, I whip my hair back and forth and she didn't really want to have that that career persona anymore and her dad was like that that was the way to like get back at her dad and her dad was like oh my god when she shaved her head so i really again i go back to will with the media darling shit. because i bet you what's her name didn't care as much like look willow gonna do what she gonna do i think she shaved half of her head too with willow and I'm not saying that she probably didn't discipline the children, but I think Will is the outlier in that family. And his son, his first son. Maybe more so his first son is the outlier. And then he's, he's the second one. That's the strange one in the family. We look at them as strange, but Will is actually the one that's strange for that family. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say about that.
0: Mm. More to come on the Entangled series below. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh girls yeah and so um the last story is that uh nick cannon is demanding full ownership a while and out um i guess he didn't have it and he wants an apology from viacom which h- houses you know i think they have bet mtv a lot of our favorite networks bh one you know um yeah <laughs> he was actually um, thrown out of, I think it's NBC and Viatom because of any of his dealings with them, because he said something to the effect of having, of thinking that um, Blacks are the true Hebrews. Um, I do not have the full quote. Y'all can go look it up yourselves. I'm sure there's going to be more footage that comes out. But from what I hear, the footage that they have out right now is cut up. It's not the full Conversation that he was having, um, so that's why I'm not even gonna bother play it on here or whatever. But I don't think, from what I heard, I don't think he's lying, and I think they did cut up some of what he was saying. But they're trying to say that he's being anti-Semitic. Um, just the the statement alone that I guess the word "true Hebrews," I guess could feel a way, but. I, I don't know. I, I just, you know, when you look at the history of of humans in general and where we, where we, I don't want to say developed from, but where we came from, we all came from Africa. We we went to different lands, you know, Mesopotamia. When you start to get into that shit, what do you think people look like? What What exactly are y'all expecting people to look like from those countries back then yeah of course there's been a lot of white washing over the centuries you know they made sure to do that but what do you what the fuck you think the natives look like there what do you think they look like when they first arrived there what do you think jesus looked like y'all really still think that all those people, all the disciples and everybody was white was pale and pasty white not even the greeks and romans were that pasty they weren't so get over it. That's what I'm gonna say. But you know that's Viacom, and there's you know prerogative. A lot of Jewish people run these companies too. So you know they could they could go ahead and you know kickball your ass on out of the. thing But I think um you know I think Nick Cannon's gonna be just fine. He got his own little empire. As long as Nickelodeon don't sever ties with him, which he got mistaken Nickelodeon. At least I think he still does um the only thing i feel bad about is long out he built that empire he's kept it going long and long all this time whether you still watch it or not that's still his shit girl you know i just started getting
0: into it because i was looking for joy <laughs> One of, yeah. on the weekend when we made the announcement about your thing um, yeah like, I'm gonna watch it because it's foolish and I need foolishness right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that I, little I, viral I, video of like that. <laughs> all right. And <laughs> uh, V, pretty V, her viral video that's been going around lately with her and the baby doing their little freestyle on now. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And that's a lot of people that he has to. Think about, I'm sure he's also fighting for them too because he's paying those people. Right. Even though they're not production right now, he's paying for them. So, yeah. Well, that's it for today's Ratchetness and Righteousness. If I missed something, it probably wasn't that important to me. Uh, <laughs> and we got such a great interview coming up next that I want y'all to listen to. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Brittany Sierra what up you guys we have a special guest on today's episode of the podcast um, you know this month is all about finding joy and it is definitely a joy and a pleasure to have Brittany Sierra joining us and Brittany you know a little backstory we met her at the E-Rock event the award show um, where we were nominated for our best podcast um, what E-Rock stands for entrepreneurs rock and she was one of the illustrious hosts of the event she was just so kind and approachable and you don't see that too often with people of her caliber you know as far as being you know in the entertainment industry and you know he was just so nice (laughs) thank you (laughs) i can't help but say it over and over again it was really um nice to meet you and and you're so nice to join us again which i know you have a busy schedule but Um, Yeah, we just want you to share who you are and what you do um, with our audience. Yeah, of
2: course. One, thank both of you so much for having me. As you said, we met at EROX and instantly there was like a connection. I was so proud and identified so much with the both of you, right, who, sat here and said i'm gonna do this podcast you recorded it you came to E-Rocks. you guys looked amazing and your energy right like i felt like that's so important for me like i do gravitate towards people with like amazing high energy even if they don't look like it like it's just like oh, okay look i'm a good person you know you can feel good people, you got the breath. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> and then when you tell me about your podcast, and I'm like, drinks, sweets, and combo, come in. Come on. <laughs> Tap in. So I'm Tap super, in. super happy to join you, ladies. I, a quick intro, I am Brittany Sierra. I um, currently work at BET. I'm a senior manager of audience development there. So that's digital marketing and audience growing, um, mainly for our digital properties. But I just really enjoy being a storyteller. So I'm a marketer. I'm a writer. I started a podcast called The Living List with my friend and colleague, Ariel D'Onse. So, you know, I'm just out here trying to live life, trying to find my joy as yes. you also so actively you know, major theme for this month, especially yes. this is going on, right?
0: Girl, right. it is so needed. Yeah, it
1: is. It is. So, well, let's get down to business first and foremost. Um, you know, of course, we're all still trying to work and make a dollar. So um, in your professional life, um, especially in the line of work that you do um, is really about connecting with people and connecting your audience with entertainment, so to speak, like we just saw the BET Awards, which was a really Yes, excellent our first virtual award show and we were the first company to actually
2: pull off their virtual award show. A lot of people did a lot of hard work.
1: Yes, and black. Yes. You. yes, there were a
2: lot of people working hard with that.
1: Yes. Yes. So I just want to know, how do you find ways in, especially in marketing? Kel and I also have a background in marketing as well too, and events. So how do you find ways to connect your audience with the entertainment in your particular field?
2: So that's actually a really good question for me. A lot of my strategy is based on targeting, whether it's paid or organic. And I always tell people Um, whether you're in marketing or entertainment or you're a personal brand, or you just really are trying to find a way for people to connect and identify with you, people don't like to be sold stuff anymore. There was a time where being a brand and like hearing this big name associated to something was actually welcome. But now people want stories, right? Like they wanna know why they should connect with you. They wanna know what you're gonna do for them. How are you a resource, you know? At this point, everyone needs to feel a need. Your podcast is feeling a need for people that want to be educated and entertained, or they want to see two Black women just really doing a damn thing, you know what I mean? Like, there's a need. Like, you don't have to push this big brand. You need to push your story, you know what I mean? So that's what I do in my full time. I take, whether it's editorial content on BET.com, or digital content on our social media platforms or if it's a digital execution for a tv show that you might watch on bt and i say i make people say oh this is something i identify with i need to be entertained by or i need to be educated by right so i'm very picky with especially mainly editorial content bt.com has a whole editorial site news music celebrity news style news and I'm very particular about what I decide I'm going to amplify, right? Like I'm going to amplify something that one, I believe in, or I find it interesting. And in an ideal world, we will all be constantly dealing with things that we believe in, but in a real world, there's some things I have to filter out, right? Right. Um, And then I just, for me, I always want to be impactful. Even if it's not on this grand revolutionary level, I want to make sure that like somebody saw something that I put my hands on and they were like, wow, I really needed to see that today. You know, and I guess again, it's that joy thing. It's uh, it's something that I want to live with every day. So it's also something I want to give every day. It's that reciprocity between a brand and its audience.
1: Right. And in a sense, you're building your professional, but also personal legacy in doing that through yeah. the outcast, the, start, the art of storytelling. And, yeah. and I like that you said impactful, too, because it's like, especially nowadays, you really have to be um, not tone deaf. You really have to pay attention to what you're putting out there. Now, we don't want to be bogged down with news either, because that's right. Because I'm quick to share
2: a Cardi B flipbook. You're going to see every single tattoo and bikini Cardi B wore today because we need to smile today. Right. So like, this is what I'm going to push today.
0: A little bit of ratchet yeah. and, you know, a little bit of righteous, you know, perfect blend.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> yes. So you have a podcast called The Living List, and we're all more than ever trying to live the best way we we can in the midst of this pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit more about the podcast and more ways you
2: try to adhere to living your list? Sure. So The Living List is Ariel and I's baby, right? So it's so funny how you can work with someone and develop a relationship with them. And the more that you talk to them the more you find that you really connect on a way outside of work, like on a personal, spiritual, emotional level, not just on yeah, we're in this thing together. Let's get through the week, you know? <laughs> and I think that's what happened. I know that's what happened with Arielle and I. And somehow when we were talking, she was like, oh yeah, it's like, I always say a living list. And I was like, really? I told my friend Clarence that I have a living list too. And the more we talked about it, it made sense for that to be the theme of our podcast. You know, I feel like there's so many podcasts and so many amazing women like yourselves. And um, I have a friend, Unique, who has a podcast and just so many podcasts out there that fill that void for conversation between girlfriends. And I feel like we couldn't necessarily do that as well as you guys, right? But I feel like what we could do is put like our little twist on it. And one thing that the reason why we connect is because both of us try and really experience life. <laughs> like. We're two people that went to South Africa. I booked my ticket like a week before. You know, we travel a lot. We are always encouraging each other. And then we're also two people that found ourselves bogged down by our nine to fives. You know, you can get up and enjoy the people you work with. You can get up and enjoy your job. You can get up and enjoy your skill set. But I think that we give a lot to jobs. You know, we give a lot and I'm not necessarily sure if it's an equal balance of reciprocity between employer and employee all the time. And sometimes that's self-inflicted for me though, right? Because my hours are nine to five or 10 to six. So if I got there early and I decided to stay until 10, that's on me, right? Because I'm salaried. I don't get paid for all those hours, right? So I think what was nice is that from staying late, I built such a strong relationship with Ariel and we found out we were all just doing the same things and the people we were talking to. And it was all of these, yeah, I want to try this, but I don't really have time because I work. But there are people out here living lives. That's the living list. We made a list of all of these things we really wanted to try. I mean, there are things that we've done so far, like beginner gymnastics class. That's what Ariel wanted to do. I didn't want to go to gymnastics class, but I did it and I enjoyed it. Ariel used to be a cheerleader, so she was up there doing her back springs, But you know, I was jumping on the uh, trampoline, having a good old time. and did a cartwheel with one hand, okay? Um, but the thing is, I did it. And I felt so great, right? We did an improv class. And we both wanted to try that. And we did it. We brought a couple of friends and colleagues along. And when I was there, and afterwards we went to dinner, and I was like, you know what? This reminded me that I really haven't been like Free. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot about 19-year-old Brittany, right? Like she was mm-hmm. confident, which I still am, but it's a different confidence at 19, yes. right? Underwear. Like you yes. no couldn't tell me nothing at 19. I was like a baby. Okay. Like that right. was it. Concerned about being happy, making my money, and having a good time. And if I could bring that energy to 30 now, 33-year-old Brittany, and like, you know. All those things with the knowledge and life experience that I have, yes. man, I unstoppable. And I think that's also the purpose of the living list. You know, it's to remind you, it's all these things you said you wanted to try. And they don't have to be, you know, I want to be a CEO. It can be yeah. on the list, but it doesn't have to be. It could literally be, I want to take a beginner drum class, which I do. It can be, you know, I want to try and sew something. And you can absolutely not be good at it after you tried it. But the thing is you tried it, right? right? So that's what we're doing. Our list includes travel. We didn't let the Rona stop us. We made a <laughs> list of things that, you know, you could do in the house in quarantine. Yes. And we asked for like our living listers, that's what we call our community, our living listers to make their own Rona list. So we had some amazing lists. And it's things like mom saying, I want to spend more time with my kids. I want to take this time and be connected with my kids, not just be rushing not just be like, listen, you need to do this online work. And I thought that was so admirable, right? It's people that are like, I'm going to take this time and focus on my hair. I mean, it's like an array of it, right? Like, I want to condition this hair. I want to get used to wearing it natural. I want to make sure it's healthy. There were things like my little sister, she did around the list and she wanted to learn how to do acrylics. I brought her all this stuff so she could learn and practice. And like, it's something she really enjoys. And I think that's it, right? Like finding the joy. In not just the pandemic, but in life, you know, yeah. everyone, every year prays like, oh, 2020 be good to me. 2020, please don't do this. 2020, 20- 2020 going to give us what it got. Right. right. So we, <laughs> you know, I mean, Jesus, I, I don't even want to know what is coming down the pipeline. Right. It's up it to means- us to identify and capture our own joy because mm-hmm. we're going to get all of these things. So you might as well create your own experiences that make you happy, be around people that breathe life into you, have jobs that you find fulfilling if you can, you know, eventually, even if you can't leave now for whatever reason, because we have responsibilities, like be planning. What can I do to make me happy? Or maybe it's, I need to stay at this job, but what am I going to do outside of those hours to really make me happy? Everybody's going through transitions, you know? So, For me it's just about finding the joy and whatever life is handing us because it's gonna hand us some stuff it is
1: i i can't i can't say that any better and i've been talking about that for some time now too for a couple years like a few years back i stopped saying that whole thing of you know what's it called was a bad year 2012 was a bad year like years are years Mm -hmm. and exactly what you said they're gonna give us what they're gonna give us on the Rona list thing that you just mentioned, I looked at some of the um, different c- people that gave their lists and stuff, and it was really cute. I saw some people saying they want to be on a reality TV show, so they're going to yeah. apply for that. Um, some people talking about finishing up their scripts. So I loved seeing the creatives, you know, taking charge with that. For me, like I can say two things I probably want to do on my Rona list. I don't know if I'll get them done in quarantine, but. Uh, DJing. I would love to learn how to DJ and cool. um, I would love to be able to pick up my own weight so I could pole dance. <laughs>
2: think, That's on my yeah. Rona list too. Well, it's not on my Rona list. So I'm not sure if I'm going to get it in, but it's definitely on my living list.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, Absolutely. So what is on your living list that you're willing to share? The Rona living list. Okay.
2: So I have a um, media marketing company. It's called Curated Media. And that's curated with an eight, and I want um, a revamped website. So that's what I'm working on. That's something that I can get done during Rona. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to be out the house to get it done. Everything's online. I can, if I need help, there are people that can do them. I can pay someone to do my website. You know. Um, so that's definitely one. And so I want to relaunch it, and I want to relaunch it with a store. So like I want like marketing. Like T-shirts that people in the marketing industry can relate to, right? Like, what's your budget? You know what I mean? Like, everybody always want to set up a coffee date. Like, okay, wonderful. Or they want some work done. So that's part of what I'm working on. And that's on the Rona list. Another thing on my Rona list is really just being healthy and being committed to being healthy. So you know, I have my juice pineapple for my cocktail today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because healthy is balanced, right? Like, I absolutely will still eat something that's not great or drink, drink with alcohol. But like, I also know the balance. And I have shared before that I had like an, an issue with food. I was binge eating, I was using it as like my emotional boyfriend, I was gaining so much weight to the point that I didn't realize how fat I got. You know what I mean? Like, I really was like, I didn't really realize it until we were quarantined, right? And I'm like, if there's a zombie apocalypse, I don't think I'm gonna be able to run. So I need to get it together. Yes. But what I, did, it's true. But what I did before that is I went to therapy. So I went to therapy, i it took me so long to go and I didn't go for food. Here's the thing, I didn't go for food. I went because like eight months prior, I lost my brother like suddenly and violently. And, and actually, I'll tell you the story later, but I lost them suddenly and violently and I was the, like the force, the driving force for my family and like, you know, really strong and, you know, even being in New York and then being in DC, like I would come down, but like, honestly, it was taking a toll on me and it wasn't something that I was sharing with my family and friends. Like, I know that I could, but just didn't. And then you know after a while and my friends like would keep texting me and like hey did you talk to you said you were gonna sign up for therapy like they were keeping me so accountable and i'm like yeah no but eight months later i went and it was the best thing i've ever done for myself you know like from that a lot of walls that i had built prior to that dropped i found myself being more open to engage with people and not like feeling like okay well i already have perfect friends and i don't know what they might try so i'm gonna just say hi and bye you know like i am nice and i'm kind but i always say like i'm not necessarily especially then like friendly like i'll be nice and kind and make you feel good and always treat you right but i'm not like hey yeah i can't wait to be your friend like that just wasn't me i had walls up it affected dating because like i'm very strict like control I know what makes sense for me and I know how to protect me. So this is the plan. You're with it or not. Don't really care. You let me know. You are my twin. (laughs) No. I mean, honestly, and therapy just helped me do all of those things that I was trying to do in a healthy way. And the next thing I know, like I stopped ordering. I'm in New York. So you go to Popeye's at 2 a.m. And if you're not sleeping, you order on Popeyes because Uber Eats is gonna get there in 20 minutes. And honestly, I wanted to get here before I fall asleep. And then, you know, that was my life. And then I wouldn't even like eat the food all the way. I would like pick at it, two o'clock in the morning, order all these things that I knew I wasn't gonna eat and then throw it away. So I spent my whole salary on Uber Eats, you know?
1: You're reading me right now. Right? (laughs) I just postponed my wedding and I, and that does, I want to say, um, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, oh, thank you. I'm really sorry for that. Thank you. Um, I'm currently, it's not at that magnitude, but I'm currently realizing that I'm mourning the postponement of my wedding. that was mm-hmm. October, And I'm wilding right now. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I've been ate before this, um, over time, cause I think I was tired of my job. And this is a conversation. See, we all connected. So this is a a conversation for another time. But left my job and I started to really get my health in check, especially during Corona. Like, I started being able to run and walk more and be more active, started doing more protein shakes and stuff. And then once this, like, whole thing with my wedding happened, I really just was like, fuck it i'm having whatever ice cream pints that i'm pints, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> pints okay? Soda. That's i don't insane. even drink soda like i'm drinking soda and stuff so you are reading me because i already said i need to get therapy and that's something i wanted to do for a long time because i mm-hmm. hear how how helpful it is just with whatever Deep traumas that you may not know you're dealing with, and your surface traumas, too. So, um, thank you for sharing that personal story. Yes, Sorry. listen, ask the last question, but go ahead. <laughs> and I got one more question for y'all after that. that I just thought about but go ahead, Kev.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, I was gonna go a little off anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I on your curated media page I saw one of the posts that she talked about with instead of asking how do I market this ask about what story are you trying to tell and you know we're really big on the art of conversation Mm -hmm. would you give to people who do want to tell their story is there a limitation on how much you do tell or just how do people get started telling their story sometimes it could be like whoa all these thoughts and you can't really figure out how to actually push that out there what advice would you give to those type of people
2: i always encourage people to start telling their story organically whatever feels good and makes sense for them start there because i feel like the mission of telling your story shouldn't necessarily be how many likes retweets saves shares i can get it should be i want to impact at least one person Or Mm -hmm. I really feel like someone should know this. This is a part of my legacy, right? And I think that with consistent work, consistent storytelling, you learn how to refine your ability, right? You learn what actually is of interest to you. Like you might have thought that this part of your story was like really the core And then as you tell your story, you realize, oh, actually, I've been focusing on this because this is what I really care about, you know? And I will always say, don't be afraid to pivot. Do not be afraid to pivot. Do not be afraid to change. Lil Nas X was a bar and he was like, actually, I'm going to go ahead and be a rapper. And he didn't tell anybody about his sexuality. And then he came out and said, hey, you know what? I like little boys sometimes, you know what I mean? And he kept (laughs) it moving, you know? Like, you cannot be beholden to the opinions of everyone else if storytelling is your mission right Mm -hmm. because what you need to say and what you need to share is important only if you share it like you you can't sit there and compare yourself to someone else on social do not let that deter you don't let anyone else's rate of growth deter you because slow and steady will always win the race you just need to decide which race it is you're trying to win you know there's going to be a thousand podcasts out here and they have nothing to do with what the two of you do you know what i mean they can't they can't be this podcast so it doesn't matter if they're trending one day or they're going viral or you feel like you know this episode didn't get as many listens as you wanted because there's a bigger mission here right like you're trying to tell a story you're trying to amplify voices you're trying to give hope and laughs and learn something and meet new people and make new connections. So what they're doing over there doesn't matter. I feel like that's the one thing that storytellers need to remember. It's about you, you're telling your story. So all those other conversations that are happening around you, don't let them deter you. Let them motivate you, let them be lessons. Maybe you'll learn like a format you like or you know what I mean? You, you'll yeah. find some knowledge in it, but absolutely, you know, tell the story meant for you and your audience and run at your own pace. Love it.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to tie in the last question with um, two questions for the both of you. Um, So instead of asking you, the last question was going to be, how do you reclaim your joy? But I think you've kind of shared a little bit of that already. So I'm going to challenge you two to to tell me, let's say two things from this past week Mm -hmm. that gave me, So I'll start with one thing that gave me joy was being able to twist my hair and get it out of my face. (laughs) It's cute. I love your face too.
2: Glow. You do
1: have an amazing face. (laughs) And being able to exhale after having the stress of trying to keep my wedding on in October like actually Letting it go um, mm. to a certain extent and being like, okay, new plan. What am I going to do next? And like finally releasing that. So what are um, two things for you, Kel? Let's start with you.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think uh, two things that I would say is, one, I struggle with consistency. So one thing that I wanted to really commit to for this week was getting back t- closer to God to figure out what my mm in life, in relationships, and in who I interact with. And I thought I knew what that was, and I'm starting to realize that that's something that I didn't know. So having a designated time at the beginning of my day before I do anything and having a devotional and having that conversation with God has really, really been bringing me joy. I found solitude. I don't feel as numb and as just anxiety-filled. Um, so That's one thing. And then I would say the second thing is I am so frugal at times that I'm, I save. I'm like, really like, I got to save, I got to save, I got to save. And that I don't spend on myself or I don't learn. I'm, I struggle trying to incentivize the things that I, that I have accomplished. Mm-hmm. So I have, you know, redid my bedroom. <laughs> I spent money on myself. I bought a new throw blanket throw pillows sheets and covers and that has what me joy to buy something that was on my pinterest board so
2: yes <laughs> i like those thank yeah. you
1: all right Brittany.
2: so for me um i actually last this week i think i honestly when i work at home sometimes i don't know what day it is girl and <laughs> i did like this trip to saint pete's beach And, you know, I actually was like, okay, like, I know coronavirus is about the spike. Do I trust myself to be following the same guidelines I followed here and still take this trip? Or, you know, what am I going to do? And what I did is I did decide to take the trip. I learned how to drive a boat. I wore my mask the entire time.
1: Drive the boat as... Then, no, no, no. Not in the stallion drive the boat.
2: boat. I drove a <laughs> boat. Okay. I was the captain. Do you hear me? And it was <laughs> so much fun. It was so I literally walked up to him and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna learn how to drive this before we come back. And he was like, Okay, and he taught me. And it was, I felt so free. That was great. It was like a living listen moment for me, and it made me very happy. I yeah. we'll have to add um, that. Now, add it, girl. Add it. Just ask the captain. Like, scoot over. Teach me. And um, the another thing I did to this week is I have again a lot of friends whose birthdays are in August, and I've just been like spending my money and my time planning their birthday parties, and it's made me feel so good. Like, you don't really get to see people. We've been quarantined since March, and you know the fact that I'm quarantining like these or planning these social socially distanced parties has been like the highlight of my week, honestly.
1: Kel, we need to get that boat. I'm telling you. I know. We're going to talk about it off air. But anyway, (laughs) those are awesome, Brittany. Um, And yeah, I'm going to add the boat thing to my list too. Like, why not? So much fun. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, You've truly been a joy to talk to. Um, I just wanted to know if you could share any other information that you think we didn't ask you about and especially your social media um, pages and all of that good
2: stuff. Absolutely. So I'm pretty open to conversations, DMs. I may not ex- respond immediately, but I will respond. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on every social media network at Brittany Sierra, and that's B R I T T I A N Y C I E R R A. We can talk about anything from marketing to Megan the Stallion. You just let me know. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm just here for amplifying voices. Making authentic connections and having a good time, really just finding and truly living my joy. Amen. That is
0: awesome. Thank you, Thank you so you much for having you.
1: me. This felt so good. <laughs> yes, yes. We love it. We love it. Um, it was a great conversation. I really felt fed from that interview. Like I felt like we've developed a, you know, a connection with somebody that we're gonna continue to reach out to and hopefully she'll feel like she wants to reach out to us and you know i can't wait to to link up with her and her partner to do their podcast you know so you know soon come y'all you know i'm really looking forward to that we are excited um, yes 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 Yes. excited but in
0: the midst of all that excitement you know we really want to talk back to our community and highlight our community. So we're going to get into this philanthropy moment. Highlight, excuse me.
1: Get up, get out and get something.
0: How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out and get something cuz you when I got to do for you when I. All right y'all. So um as you guys know, we're doing Joyful um, July, and along with that Joyful July, we are highlighting our sweets, y'all. So make sure you definitely check out all of our uh, tutorial videos on how to make cupcakes. And in light of that, we want, we have been doing a great job as a Black community of highlighting Black businesses and, you know, putting our money into our community, you know, and we want to continue that trend. So we are going to be highlighting Black cupcake and cakeries and bakeries of all sorts as our philanthropy highlight for the rest of this month. And the first highlight that we have, which is woman owned and black owned is Indie Sweets. Indie Sweets is a good, good home girl of mine um, that I met through Janae. Shout out to Love Your Neighbor Foundation for introducing me to her. Um, and she has a great, you know, cakery. Everything of all the types of kinds that you might need. And she's really great with making creative cakes like Starbucks cakes. She just made a recent Starbucks cake. She made a surprise cake. Any type of cake that you might need, infused,
1: whatever the cakes may be, she can make it. So check her out. at All that stuff. I, I I just have to say I love her cookies and cream flavor. Mm-hmm. I love when she made that Minecraft cake for Eric's birthday a few yes. years ago that was awesome um she made like a uh it was a bunch of princesses and it was like their dresses were draping on the sides of the cakes
2: uh, yes. on the, side of
1: the cake uh for um your niece's birthday last year i think that was yes, yes. she's very creative oh, it was earlier this year actually i forget her birthday oh january. january yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like centuries ago right.
0: and the greatest thing about it is she's at a reasonable price like you know, um, it's hard out here for a pimp. I ain't gonna lie to y'all right now. You know, so I know the coins are, are really, really slim, but she is really, really reasonable with her prices for her cakes. So definitely check her out at indiesweets.com or you could check her out on Instagram as well at IndieSweets Cakery. So, yeah, shout out to you, India. We appreciate and love your business. And we hope that other people can and our listeners will be able to pour into your business and uplift you as well.
1: Yes. All right. And let's go ahead and get
0: into today's last call. I'd like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker.
1: The last call, call, call For today's last call this week's last call i'm taking it from the living list podcast's instagram page um, and i really just love this because i feel like it speaks to you know us and our listeners our friends Friend! you know <laughs> um, proverbial couch homies um, because we're all at this stage in our life no but seriously Normalize finding love in your 40s. Normalize discovering and chasing new dreams in your 30s. Normalize finding yourself and your purpose in your 50s. Life doesn't end at 25. Let's stop acting like it does. Girl, that is such
0: a word and let me tell you why. Because I literally had therapies today and my struggle is um, not living in the present and not appreciating the present. And I'm always like, I'm such a forward thinker that I get anxiety off of future things that are so far ahead that I don't appreciate the little steps to now. And literally that's exactly what me and my therapist was talking about today. She was like, you know, I'll I'll share a personal story. The personal story, it'll, it'll be quick. Um, I want to leave the DMV area. I've always wanted to do that. Like, I'm tired of being here. I've been here my entire life. I want to explore. I want to be a nomad somewhere else, you know? So um, I was expressing to her that I was feeling a way about not being able to do, to leave the state because of the relationship that I have with my son and the relationship that he has with his father. And that co-parenting experience, we're just not there yet, you know? Um, And I don't know if that will happen. And she was like, well, why can't you, you've been doing this, you've been doing a great job for 12 years. You know, my son is 12. Why can't you do this when he goes off to college? Like, why do you feel like life ends when he becomes an adult? And I was like, you're right it's a whole nother new chapter and I have to realize that I still have those opportunities you know like that's not going to go away I don't have to it, it's not 25 but it's 40 and that's yeah. that's okay well it won't be 40 but it'll
1: be close to <laughs> yeah. wow that's a great perspective to have you know and yeah going piggybacking on that you know we have time to do a lot of things on a similar note, me and Dennis have been talking about how we want to rent instead of buy, um, and just learning how, like you know, all these goals people put on you. Oh, you should have this before this and this and before that and blah, blah, blah and by this different age and and blah, 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 blah and just trying to figure out what works best for you um in the present and still have those goals and, and you know like I joked on the on the interview with Britney Sierra like I think about oh if I was gonna DJ I should have did that already where people are constantly reimagining themselves and reinventing themselves throughout their lives so I could be, pop up at 50 and start DJing for y'all. You know like honestly that would be even more of a
0: hit because it's it's lit that you you have all of this array of wisdom of songs and music like because we know yeah today's music is trash so when you can introduce a little bit of the 80s 70s 90s whatever 60s whatever it can yeah. be to so that 20, 25 2020 20,
1: 30 2040 20, crew it's a whole new world for them so yeah it's- yeah. yeah it's really true like like going back to the house real quick, like we don't have to have own a house right now because we were seeing this thing and I think this is a podcast we could do at a, n- a later time and talk to a prof- um, an expert, but um, maybe a real estate agent or something, or maybe not because it was about, and I'm gonna send you this video too, Kel. It was about like how much you invest into a home as opposed to how much you invest into a rental property. And you know, basically the nutshell of it was you invest a lot more into a home, even if it's on the front end, like, and then as far as trying to sell it later, there's all those issues too. So if you don't plan to stay in that home for more than five years, you're actually losing out on money. And Dennis and I were like, yeah, we kind of don't want to, we don't have a place that we necessarily want to live past five years right now. We don't know if we want to stay in this area where we live. We don't know if we want to stay, to your point, in Maryland for the, the you know, the next 10 years. So, yeah, it's it's a very big investment. So, um, yeah, that'll be a topic for another time. But, y'all, um, <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, and, you know, we, until next time, make sure that you follow us at cognac cupcakes and conversations on instagram and facebook twitter and is ccc
0: vibes and make sure you purchase that merch y'all the link is in bio, bio. get your money bag um bag get your ratchet of righteous mug
1: make sure you take pictures and tag us so we can shout you out Yes, yes. A lot of people love the mugs and the the, um, iPhone case and stuff like that, the phone case in general. Uh, Make sure, yeah, we said Twitter, CCC Vibes, looks like next Wednesday is going to be a battle versus between uh, DMX and Snoop Dogg. I didn't know if that one was going to happen either. I mean, I think it had more of a chance than the TI-50, but now I'm like, "Hmm, maybe the TI-50 might happen. The fact that, they was able to do um, DMX and Snoop. And it's really cool how they had the two dogs next to each other. So, you know, I told Dennis, I'm going to be on the side. D- Dennis is a huge DMX fan. So it's about to be lit up in here. We're going to have to I record. I know. Because <laughs> Dennis is not going to be playing that night. Like, we're going to have to record early. <laughs> he is not playing. I'm gonna have to, you know, do my little seawalk, my little crib walk in here <laughs> next week. You know, thing, baby. Yes, you know I love my West Coast, so I'm I, we gonna be on Twitter that night. <laughs> well, all right, y'all. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, peace out. We out.
0: It's
1: a vibe.